Hey, hey, welcome to episode six of the Enduring Faith podcast with me, Jamie Miller. Today we're talking about how do we know if we are in alignment with God's will. This is something that I struggle with so much, and so I feel like that's a topic that a lot of you will be able to relate to. So I'm just going to share my own journey and hope that it can help you as well. So we're going to start out with John 6, 40, where Jesus says, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise Him up at the last day. So Jesus is telling us that God's will is that we as believers will have eternal life and will be able to join Him in heaven. This is so powerful because a lot of times we get caught up in what is God's will for my life? And am I in God's will? Am I doing the right thing? Am I following where he's leading me? And so I just want us to explore a little bit today what this means for us and how can we relate to Jesus when he says this. If we oftentimes hear people say that we need to be in alignment with God's will. So my struggle is that I get caught up with wanting to be doing the right thing. I have this long history of not wanting to disappoint anyone and especially God. I don't want to disappoint God. And so I get caught up in just this major desire to want to be in his will and doing whatever it is at any particular moment that he has designed and willed for my life. And sometimes that's just paralyzing I don't know if you've heard the term um, analysis paralysis, but I find myself there quite often, and especially when it's trying to figure out what my next step is or what I'm supposed to be doing and how am I going to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. And I'm just assuming that a lot of you wrestle with these decisions just like I do. So I'm just going to share how I deal with it and how I um, move forward. So let's talk about little things first, and then we'll get to the big things. Um, So in Luke chapter 16, verse 10, he says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And so if we forget about all the, the huge major steps that we feel like we need to be taking in our lives and just focus on the little tiny things day to day, are we obeying God in the little things. So to me, this is just kind of those little Holy Spirit nudges. Like if you're walking through the parking lot and there's a um, piece of trash or I don't know, something, and you just feel that voice in your, in your spirit say, pick it up. Do you pick it up? Or do you think, I'm not picking that up. That's disgusting. And you keep going. Or or in the grocery store parking lot, there's somebody left their buggy or cart, I don't know, depends on where you're from, what you call it, out in the parking lot, and you know that eventually that thing is going to be run into somebody's car, and you hear that little voice just say, you should go put, put that up, go put it back in the rack where it belongs. Do you do it, or do you keep going? So those are just a couple of little examples. Maybe it's, you know, leave a bigger tip for someone or you 
feel an urge to text somebody and check in on them or see how they're doing? Do you do it or is it inconvenient to you? Or maybe it's just simply complimenting someone. You just feel that that little voice saying, you should go tell her this. Do you do it or do you not? And so I'm challenging everybody today because I have to challenge myself. It is a daily struggle to hear those little voices and recognize is that in God's will? And the, the check, how you check it is, is this something that will help others to look to the sun and believe in him and one day have eternal life? So that's just a, a quick little thing about obeying God in the little things. But I really want to focus on the big things because I feel like that is probably where we struggle the most especially me. I know um, I'm able to do most of those little things now, but I really struggle with big decisions. And so that's where I want to focus today. And if you've been following along on the podcast, then you heard my story about the Sunday at church where I raised my hand and asked Jesus to come into my life and change me. And so that happened in April. And by August... I was struggling to understand why my life still seemed so crazy and just unrelenting and overwhelming. Everything was busy, 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 busy. We had three kids and we had the two boys in two different sports. So they had two totally different schedules. And then we had this third baby that, bless her heart, we were just dragging her around everywhere. And I was working full time. My husband's working full time. We were just crazy, and we had bills up to our eyeballs. We were still paying student loan debt, several credit cards, and an opportunity came up that summer at church to go on a mission trip, but it was going to be like $2,000 for us to go. And I remember standing there in the kitchen with my husband just saying, this is crazy that we make all of this money, and we can't even afford to go on a mission trip. And so we were struggling with this whole thing. Like we felt like the Lord was calling us to do something. And here we were strapped because of the decisions that we had made with our finances and we couldn't come up with the money. And we were just really struggling with, you know, why was our life like this? And there was one evening, my husband took one child to one sport practice And I was supposed to take the other son to the other sport practice. But before we could leave, I had to put dinner in the oven so that when they came home, they could eat. And then when we got home, we would eat the leftovers. Anyway, in my mind, it all made perfect sense. I was so organized and I had every minute of every day planned out and structured because we were so busy and I just had to have everything just so And in the midst of all of that chaos, I just remember, I remember the kids were like riding bikes or something just in the driveway while I was trying to get dinner in the oven so we could leave. And I crumbled. I just crumbled to the floor in the kitchen in just an utter panic attack. I mean, I was so overwhelmed. I couldn't breathe. And I remember just... I even remember what I was wearing. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was just on my knees in the kitchen floor crying and just, 
I don't remember, I don't remember saying anything, but I just felt this complete and utter desperation. And as I just sat there crying on the floor, I heard God speak to me and he said, I've given you everything you've ever wanted. And y'all, I just cried even harder. I was like, where did that thought just come from? I know I did not think of that. That had to have been God. I knew it was God in my spirit. I just knew it was God. And I just, I was just in shock, honestly. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? (laughs) And then I heard him say, your wants don't align with mine. And I'm just going to tell you the conviction that I felt was the most powerful thing I'd ever felt in my life. I did not know what to do with this experience. I didn't know how to process this information. But what I did know is that we had to get to soccer or whatever it was. And I just, it was so overwhelming. And I just got up and I put the casserole in the oven and we walked out of there and I was just blown away. I I literally could not process what had just happened to me. And the next day I took my Bible to work with me and I just prayed and I was like, God, what in the world? What just happened? What are you trying to tell me? What do I do with this? Like, what do you do when God says, I've given you everything you've ever wanted, but your wants don't align with mine. And I just prayed and I know that some people say not to do this, but I did. I just prayed and I opened the Bible and just was begging God to please speak to me through whatever I read. And I opened up to the book of Haggai, which I had never heard of before. (laughs) And it's just a small, it's like three pages in the Bible. And Haggai was trying to rebuild the temple and the Israelites had just kind of gone astray and they were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were not rebuilding the temple. And so I read the first page of Haggai chapter one, verses five and six, and it says, now this is what the Lord almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but have harvested little you eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. And y'all, the conviction. I was just blown away by every single one of those words. And I knew that there was a correlation between what we were doing with what God was giving us and how he wanted us to use it. So just like with the money, the reason why we couldn't go on the mission trip wasn't because we didn't have the money. It was because we had already spent the money on something else that was on a credit card. And it wasn't that we didn't have what we needed. It was that we weren't using what we had to serve God. And so when he said, your wants don't align with mine, and then I read Haggai, my whole world got flipped upside down. And I had to figure out what in the world was I going to do with this information. And on the intro page, so I have a study Bible. And on before every book of the Bible, there's like an intro page where it just says a little bit about who the person was that wrote it and um, 
kind of a summary of of what takes place in that book. And on the intro page for Haggai, it says at the very bottom, listen to Haggai speaking to you, urging you to reorder your priorities in accordance with God's will. What has God told you to do? Put all aside and obey him. So at this point, I really had to do a lot of introspection and figure out what was God telling us to do because I knew that he was showing me that my life did not have to be this chaotic. It didn't have to be panic attacks in the kitchen floor trying to get kids to sports and paying bills and whatever, that God had something so much better for my life if I would realign my priorities and get my life looking more in accordance with his will. So I just share that with you because that experience changed my life. It changed my husband's life. It changed how we live and how we made decisions. And I just want to stress that we may not know all the details of God's plan. We may not get a clear, precise direction like Jonah. We may not, you know, have those explicit instructions from God, but we can start with the small things. Start just by trying to tune in to God's voice and hear him telling you, text that person, put that cart back up or tell that person you love them. Whatever those little things are, start there and then let's start to get our priorities straight. And it's not easy and it's not something that even you can work towards and then you finally get there. It's something that you constantly have to work towards. I can tell you that from experience. Because once you think that you have figured some things out, Something changes, something shifts, and you're constantly trying to stay in alignment with his wants for your life and his priorities. So it's something that we all just have to continue to work on. And when we're seeking him and seeking to know him better, that's when his voice becomes more clear. So I just have a few questions for us to to consider today. So just think about what is something little that you can start doing today? What is he telling you or nudging you to do? That's maybe even seems like it's insignificant or maybe it's big. Maybe he is nudging you to do something big right now, but I'm just challenging you to spend some time with him and see what it is that he's nudging you to do. And then think about how you can start to align your priorities with his. What is it that you need to do or change or modify to get into alignment with his will to help others to know him and to lead others to him so that we can all be reunited in heaven? What is your one next step that you need to take? So in summary, my lesson learned is that we don't have to know or understand God's master plan for our life, which I struggle with. I really struggle with not knowing the outcome or not knowing the end state. I want to know if I do this, then what's going to happen and then what's going to happen after that. But I'm constantly reminded to wait patiently on the Lord and 
just take the one step. We can obey him one tiny step at a time and honor him, love him back with our priorities and by tuning into his voice to really listen to what it is he's telling us to do, no matter how big or how small the task is, we can obey him out of love and honor because he loves us. So one of the things that I really felt God calling me to do was start this podcast. And as terrifying as it has been to put myself out there and share my personal stories with all of you, I just pray that you are encouraged to take that next step in your calling and to seek God and know that he loves you. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking more about hearing God's voice and how to tune out the world so we can tune into him and hear what it is he's trying to tell us. As always, if you got something out of this or you know somebody who needs to hear it, please share it and leave a review. You can email me or send me a message on social media. Let me know what you think or share your own personal stories. I would absolutely love to hear your stories about obedience. Thanks so much for listening today, and I hope you join us for the next episode of Enduring Faith.